Hello, my friends, and welcome to How About a Stories Season 4, Following the Big Bad Wolf. This is Episode 3. If you need to catch up, go ahead and start with Episode 1. We'll be here when you get back. Otherwise, if you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure you subscribe so you're up to date with all new episodes. Thanks, my friends, and I hope you enjoy the episode. I found an article called Five Myths About Serial Killers and Why Do They Persist, and it reads, I quote, The majority of serial killers are not reclusive social misfits who live alone, despite persuasive depictions of them as such in the news and entertainment media. Real-life serial killers are not the isolated monsters of fiction. They do not appear to be strange or stand out from the public in any meaningful way." End quote. Upon reading this, I begin to wonder, did Zeke truly travel alone, as I first stated? Was he truly a lone wolf? So I went to the records department in Fairytale Land, and believe me, there are not many documents there to be found, but I did find a curious pile of old movies that they played at the local Nickelodeon back in the day. I pulled out the dusty projector and decided to take a look. Now, I found this very interesting interview that was taken during the Festival of Light with this Miss Sintra, the wife of a local butcher. She was talking to a reporter about two unlikely characters running around the woods near her house. Now, I wanted to get in touch with her, but unfortunately, Miss Sintra is no longer with us. She passed away a few years ago. I thought the encounter was worth sharing, so I made a copy of the audio. The sound isn't the best, but you can hear her story and decide for yourself. Mrs. Sintra, you said a fox, then a wolf, stole your pies. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is this even significant? These animals steal all kinds of things all the time. Well, it's important because it never happened before, and we are sure it will never happen again. (sighs) What won't? The curiousness of the situations was the fact that me was in kitchen for both encounters. The fox came up to the window snail and snatched me pies. That part happened so quickly, I hardly thought it happened at all. But... Me did see its big, poofy tail head right out down to the wood's edge and vanished into the shadows. Then, a few moments went by, and out of the shadows, me saw a gray wolf crouching down low, following the same path the fox made back to me windowsill. Me knew that the fox must have told the wolf where there are more pies for the taking. So, me was ready for that wolf, me hand me broom handy, and as soon as he tried to snatch me pie, me gave him a good whacking to the skull, and he ran off the same way he came. Those two must have been traveling together. No fox and wolf ever attacked the same spot one after the other. That's pure nonsensical business. Those two were working together, me tell you. Mark me words. Well, for starters, she isn't wrong for thinking that this was a strange incident. Yet, it was a common occurrence in the realm. In fact, if you're living out in the forest right now, wild animals will steal your food. I mean, the same article that I stated earlier says, 
I quote, many serial killers are able to successfully hide in plain sight for extended periods of time because serial killers can appear to be so innocuous that they are often overlooked, end quote. You know, serial killers, they do the things they're supposed to be doing on a daily basis until they do the deed that they're not supposed to do. Eventually, the sightings of a wolf stealing items and killing livestock began popping up all over the land, and these encounters became tales we tell today. Here's an altered version of The Wolf and the Fox, a Grimm's fairy tale. A wolf and a fox once traveled together. The fox, who was the weaker of the two, had to do all the hard work, which made him anxious to leave his companion. One day, passing through a wood... Red fox, get me something to eat, or I shall eat you. Ooh, um, well, I know a place where there are a couple of nice young lambs. If you like, we will go and fetch one. This pleased the wolf, so they went. The fox stole one, brought it to the wolf, and then ran away, leaving his comrade to devour it. This done, the wolf was not content, but wishing for another, he himself went to fetch it. And being very awkward, the old sheep saw him and began to cry and bleat so horribly that the farmer's people came running to see what was the matter. Of course, they found the wolf there and beat him so unmercifully that howling and limping, he returned to the fox. You had already shown me how, so I went to fetch the other lamb. But the farmer's people discovered me and have nearly killed me. Well, well, why are you such a glutton? The next day, they went into the fields. Red fox... Get me something to eat, or I shall eat you. Well, I know a farm where the woman is baking pies this evening. Let's go and fetch some. The fox went, and the wolf watched from a distance. The fox slipped around the house, peeped and sniffed so long until he found out at last where the dish stood. Then quietly, Taking a pie, he carried it to the wolf. Uh, Here, here here's something for you to eat. Then he went away. The wolf had swallowed the pie and said, I should very much like some more. Going to help himself, he did as the fox did before him. Slipping round the house, peeped and sniffed so long that he found out at last where the next dish stood. Then believing he was moving quietly, he awkwardly pulled the dish, but the butcher's wife was ready for this. Upon seeing the fox earlier, she saw the wolf come back in the same manner as the fox. She grabbed the broom and clobbered him on the head relentlessly. He was beaten so severely that he could scarcely hobble to the wood where the fox was. Pretty mischievous of you to have led me to the butcher's wife's clutches. 
She beat me over the head until I couldn't see a thing. Why then are you such a glutton? After some time, the wolf had recovered from his head injuries and only had a small limp from the incident with the sheep. He nevertheless said again, Red Fox, get me something to eat, or I shall eat you. Well, well, I know a man who has been butchering, and he has all the meat salted down in a tub in his cellar. I will go fetch it. That will do. But I must go with you. And you can help me to get out if anything should happen. The fox then showed him all the byways, and at last they came to the cellar, where they found meat in abundance, which the wolf instantly, greedily attacked, (sighs) saying at the same time to himself, Here. There is no occasion to hurry. The fox also showed no hesitation. Only while eating, he looked sharply about him and ran occasionally to the hole by which they had entered in order to try if he was still small enough to get out by the same way he had come in. Friend Fox, pray tell me, why are you so fidgety? And why do you run about in such an odd manner? Oh, I I must see that no one is coming, and, uh, don't eat too much. The wolf noticed a change in his comrade's voice and began to pace his consumption of the delicious meats. Before they knew it, the farmer came into the cellar, carrying a bat to bash the beast that dared enter his domain. When the culprits noticed their demise was at hand, they pounced out of the hole. The fox quickly went first, and the wolf followed behind. The wolf had a little more trouble getting through the opening. It seemed his feast could be his downfall. As he squeezed himself through, he reached out his hand to the fox. Help me through. Don't just stand there. The fox had no intention of helping the gluttonous fool, so he just laughed and ran. The wolf howled and mustered his strength and pulled himself through. At the same moment, the farmer was about to bash him with his bat. With all his force, he jumped and ran as fast as he could. That was the last time he saw that fox. The wolf howled and pronounced. Traitors are more dangerous than enemies. Now, the wolf learned many lessons from the fox. Stealth, quickness and betrayal. I believe this is the tale that flipped the switch and turned our wolf into the murderer he is today. The grasp he thought he had on the fox was finally broken, and this incited the rage from deep within him. Once again, my friends, if you know anything about where this beast could be hiding out, please call 661 
5448226. I know someone knows something. I would like to thank Will Hurden for playing the part of Miss Sintra and the reporter. You really made this episode come to life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you, my friends, for lending me your ears. This podcast was hosted, directed, edited, written, and produced by me, Isaura Vanegas. If you want to connect, please stop our Instagram page at How About a Story. Until next time, my friends, what stories will you be getting into?